Real excited today. We're going to end this series, the Legacy Series. I want to conclude that today. How many really enjoyed these messages Pastor Brad's, Brad's been bringing on legacy and, and leaving not just a memory but a legacy that will follow for generations to come? Today I want to conclude that on, on dealing with this topic of a legacy life. I want to take you through the whole journey in a nutshell today. Let's get right into the Scripture, and I'm going to add to it a little bit today more than where we've been going in the last few weeks. But we see in Psalms 112, verse 5 and 6, it says, and here we go, Good will come to those who are generous and lend freely, who conduct their affairs with justice. Surely the righteous will never be shaken, they will be remembered forever. How many knows right there is a sermon? You could just go home and go, if I just received that word, I was blessed today. Amen? But then it goes on to say, they will have no fear of bad news. How many could use that in 218? They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are secure. They will have no fear. In the end, they will look and triumph on their foes. They have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Their horn will be lifted high in honor. And I want to talk to you today about this scripture and what does it really mean to us when we talk about a legacy life, when we've heard great messages on leaving a legacy, uh, imparting into people's life that when, when we die, people don't go, oh, I knew that guy. I knew Dan Livingston. But when we leave this earth, there's people saying, that guy imparted something in my life that changed me and changed my family for generations to come. That there's a legacy that's been left, that we've, we've intentionally imparted our life into other people through various ways that we've heard throughout this series. So I want to talk to you today on how, what does a legacy life look like? What does it really mean when we say live a legacy life? Get your notes out and let's roll real quick. Number one, to live a legacy life, it takes faith. It takes faith. And in faith, we see it. Legacy people see they see more than what they're looking at now. They see the potential of what can become through the impartation that they're going to make in the life of other people. They're not looking at just today. They're looking at an internal investment that they want to make in the lives of other people. The Apostle Paul shares with us in Ephesians chapter 2, very powerful scripture. God is building a home. He is using us all. Say all. all. Irrespective of how we got here. And what we're building. He used the apostles and prophets for the foundation, but now he's using you, fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day. A holy temple built by God, all of us built into it, a temple in which God is quiet at home. And if there's one goal that I have as a pastor, and I know it goes to Pastor Brad and our leaders and just all of us here, is that we want Transformation Church to be a place that God wants to show up and dwell in. That, that he's right at home here in our midst. I love the prayer of the prophet Isaiah when he said, Father, we're in the heavens and don't just look down upon us, but come down amongst us and be here with us, your people. And that's our number one goal at Transformation Church is that we want God, the Holy Spirit, we want Jesus to be right at home here because it's all about him. And he said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all the people unto me. 
But I want us to look at this today because a legacy life requires faith. And God said here that he's building a home. We, we call this a family, our transformation family. And our church is a home that we come to on the weekends and we, we hang out together and we worship God together and we minister together and we share together and we do it throughout the week, but it's a home. And the Bible said that God is building a home and, and here's what I love. He said he used the prophets and the apostles to build the foundation, but now he said, I'm using all of you and fitting you and bringing you in together and putting you in the right place and fixing it so that now you're building this temple that God's going to be at home in. And when God's there, he's going to draw all the people in and hearts and lives are going to be changed forever. Well, one of the things I love about this scripture is that TC is a unique family. We're, we're not normal. How many glad you're not normal? That can be good or bad, but on the good side, we're not normal. I looked up here today, and it's one of my joys so many weeks. I, I saw a, a Vietnamese. Then I saw a black man, African-American. Then I saw an Ecuadorian, and then I saw a white lady on the end. Amen? And, and you don't see that everywhere as a family that God is bringing us together. And when you look at TC, all races and cultures, God is bringing us together. The wealthy is in here with the poor. And we see the well coming in and then the sick. And we see the whole and the broken. And we have the strong and the weak. And we have the old and the young. We have the spiritually mature and the babes in Christ. We even have Democrats and Republicans and liberals and conservatives worshiping God in the same house house as family and you see God said I'm taking you all I'm just glad everyone in your church doesn't look think and act like you because that could get boring very quickly and can I go ahead and say this you don't grow when you're around people that always think like you do you grow when you have to deal with somebody else's opinion and find out why it's not yours and we learn to appreciate. And God said, I'm building a house. And that's the type of people that build legacy. Those are legacy people. They're not locked in a box. And it's my way or no way. It's, it's God's way and no way. And God said, I fit you all together. And, and that's what makes us so unique is that God's put all of us together. And he said, I'm fitting you together. I'm putting all of you together to make an impact that none of us could reach. We're going to reach people that none of us could reach by ourselves. But together we can. Because you have an area of influence. You have a sphere of influence that I don't have. And I have a sphere of influence that you don't have. But when we go out in society, we have the opportunity to bring that sphere of influence together. And as a family, with all of our differences, we don't let our differences divide us. We let them strengthen us and equip us. And together, God said, I'm building a house. I'm going to build something that's not going to leave a, a memory when Pastor Dan's dead and gone. The church dies and it crumbles. No. God said, it's bigger than a man. It's my heart is my vision and if I can just get some legacy people that sees farther than the natural eye can see I want to bring you all together and we're going to build a house that's going to go generation to generation and it's only going to get bigger and better and more powerful as the generations come because we're people of legacy not memory the vision doesn't die when a personality does the vision only gets deeper and stronger because it's God's house. And he said, I'm building that house with a group of people. You see, faith, the Bible says, is the substance of things hoped for with the evidence of things not yet seen. The Bible said in Hebrews that they were heroes of faith that died having yet received the entire promise that God has made in their life. Their vision was bigger than them. 
Their vision outlived them. And can I tell you part of the vision that God gave me for this house years ago, I will never see because it's bigger than me. It outlives me. The next generation is going to take it and take it further than I could ever take it as a human being because God's vision, he said, we're seers, we're, we're visionaries, we're looking out there and we're believing for God something bigger than us. And God says, when I get all my people together and we all find our niche and our place, and, and many of you have, you're on the dream team and you're greeting at doors and you're ushering and you're working with the children and you're in the haven helping those with special needs. You're, you're taking up offerings. You're running production cameras and machines. You're, you're up here on the stage singing. We're all coming together and just throwing our gift into the pot. And God said, you're seers, you're people of faith and I brought you all together. But we have one goal and one target and that's to bring as many people to Jesus Christ and bring them into the kingdom of God as we can. Legacy people. It takes sacrifice. It takes faith. We see it, but it takes sacrifice. We choose it. I mean, it's found out good things don't just happen. The old saying goes, weeds grow all year long. You don't believe that, just walk outside. You got to take care of that lawn, the flowers, the pretty things, the things of value to you. You got to take care of them or they don't just grow. And can I tell you, it's the same way in life. If I just want to leave a memory, it doesn't cost me anything. But if I want to leave a legacy, then I make a choice to sacrifice areas and things in my life so that other people's needs can be met rather than my wants being fulfilled all the time. Legacy people are always thinking about someone else's needs as much or if not more than they're thinking about their wants and their extras. It takes sacrifice. In order to obtain anything of significance, we must first make room by laying something else down in our life. Legacy people choose to set aside and sacrifice personal agendas and desires to make impact in meeting the needs of others. First Peter, he put it like this. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house. Say spiritual house. You're, you're being built into this spiritual house we were just talking about to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. That legacy people are people of sacrifice. We choose this life. This isn't something God forces on us. It's something we delight in. We delight in sacrificing something that we might want so that we can put food on somebody's table that has a need. We, we delight in sacrificing uh, money that we would have spent for a trip so that we can pay somebody else's mortgage and save a family a house. We, we delight in going into a Walmart and paying for somebody's food behind us when we realize that there's a need there and, and just a little bit of help that's not going to cost me that much, but it's going to bless a family enormously. There's opportunity, and God says, legacy people are always looking for an opportunity to sacrifice as a means to impact somebody else's life in a very powerful and eternal way. And I challenge you as we go into 2018 as legacy people that we don't go into 18 going, God, what about my year, my year, my year only? Let's go into 218 going, God, how are you going to use my life to impact other people's life to make an eternal difference that I'm ready, willing, and desiring to make sacrifice on my end so that other people's lives can be changed forever and for eternity. Legacy people, people that are always looking Always searching for that opportunity. 
We choose to serve at our job. We choose to go to work and make it our mission field. And, and we don't go in there with Monday blues and live them all week long. We go in there thanking God for a job. And thanking God that he put us there. And there may be a lot about it you don't like, but you're going in on Monday with a smile on your face and joy in your heart and thanksgiving in your spirit. And you're looking for opportunities. You're looking for the frown. You're looking for the tears. You're looking for the broken heart. You're looking for that person that's in need. And you're the solution, Christ, alive in you. And we sacrifice and we give. We're looking for an opportunity to get on a dream team and, and offer an extra hour and a half on a Sunday that I can impact a life. Do you know somebody, somebody, somebody Invited Jackie Ratford to this church one day. Now, if you knew his past, that was a miracle. Amen. I've even met people in town go, Jackie Ratford's going to your church. This is not a lie. Yeah, I knew, I grew up, I went to school with him. That's a miracle right there. That, that's a miracle. That guy's a miracle. We love Jackie Rad. <laughs> Jackie Ratford. You got me all messed up now. I love him too. But here's the thing, one person, somebody made an impact, somebody made a sacrifice and impacted his life. But today, there's like four rows of family members here every Sunday because somebody made an investment. And you go to a door, go to another door, go to the kids' zone, look at ushers, and they're all serving somewhere in this house. Within a year, this is all in the last year. Why? Because legacy people see and legacy people sacrifice to make an internal impact in the lives of other people. You with me today? You see, Jesus delivered two words to us that he said he wants us to be on this earth. Number one, he said, I want you to be light. Whatever it costs you to be light in a world of darkness, let your light shine. And I want you to be salt. Bring flavor to the environment that you're in. Don't poison. We got enough of that in society today, don't we? Hate and evil and division. God says, you know what? You're legacy people. You don't get involved in that. You go throw some salt, some light into that darkness, and let's go make a difference and impact our world. Legacy people are people that see. Legacy people are people that sacrifice. I love Martin Luther King and his famous sermon, and I've listened to it hundreds of times throughout my life, but he made a comment in this sermon, and, and it really impacted me, and, and he said this. He said, if I stop to help this man, what will happen to me? But if I do not stop and help this man, what will happen to him? God, let that be the mindset of every believer Today, that if I take my time and sacrifice my Super Bowl Sunday or I sacrifice this $20 bill or I sacrifice this hour of my time, what's it going to cost me? What's going to happen to me? But if I sacri don't sacrifice this time, what's going to happen to that individual in front of me that needs it? Because his need for it is far greater than my sacrifice of it. God, help us as legacy people to be people of sacrifice. Number three, it takes generosity. Legacy people are people of generosity. We give it. Legacy people are people of faith. We see it. Legacy people, we're people of sacrifice. We give it. We choose it. But then we're people of generosity. We give it. We, we're givers. Legacy people are givers. It's not just our money, though. That's part of it. It's our time. It's our energy. It's our talents. It's our resources. That we're always looking for an opportunity to give. The psalmist put it like this. They share freely and give generously to those in need. 
Their good deeds will be remembered forever. They will have influence and honor. You see, leaving a legacy involves our personal resources. We have a young man sitting right up here on the front row. Now, Dana's not here today, so I can do this and not get in trouble. But we were on Fairfield in 2013, and Anthony was just one of our young people, and he had this flame burning inside of him for ministry. And we had a couple of our young people going to Bethany uh, internship at the Bethany Church in Baton Rouge, church running thousands and thousands over there. And they were going, and they had to raise about $3,000 to be able to go to this internship. And, and, and the one person, they were able to raise their money, and Anthony, he wasn't able to get that money, and, and his family didn't have the resources and all. And we, at that time, as a church, we couldn't spend that kind of money. We didn't have it either. And, and then to try to do one, you couldn't do the other. And, and it was just a bad place. And we realized, we didn't even know that Anthony really didn't have it until we're getting ready to have this service to send them off. And Pastor Brad and I are feeling like, you know, bad. And all of a sudden, this lady in the back of the church found out that Anthony didn't have his $3,000. And she went and wrote a check. And they called Pastor Brad in the back. And he went back there. And she privately handed him the check. She didn't come up. She didn't want nobody to know. And she handed Brad a check for $3,000 and said, tell him he's, good in the, he's going in that internship program. And can I tell you, she made an investment that will leave a legacy for generations to come because not only did he complete the internship program, he joined the Bible college and he's studying for his bachelor in ministerial studies. He's now one of the student pastors at Bethany there taking care of young people. And when he graduates, he's going to pastor a church one day. Would you call that a legacy investment? And here's what I want you to see. Every life that Anthony Brown, stand up, Anthony. Every life that Anthony Brown is touching today, Dana Harris, that's her legacy. That's her investment. And legacy people are investing people. They're generous people. We're always looking for an opportunity to give, to sow into people that's going to make an internal impact in somebody else's life and for generations to come. Legacy people were givers. Number four, it takes urgency. Legacy people are people of urgency. We do it today, and we do it every day. One of the things, if you're around me often, if you're in any class that I teach, you'll hear me say this, but I live my life this way. That's why they joke about me a lot of times, but I, I believe in divine interactions. I believe that God sets up a divine appointment for me and somebody every day of my life. I do. I live every day that way that I believe that every day of my life was with purpose. And so before I leave my house every morning, part of my prayer is this, God today, help me through the Holy Spirit to be alert and to be aware and to be sensitive to those that are around me without them saying a word that I believe today you've set a divine appointment for me to be in somebody else's life and help me to have the wisdom, the knowledge, the discernment, and the compassion that I need to meet the need of that person's life. And I want to tell you, every day of my life, that opportunity is there. And every day of your life, that opportunity is there. And we are people that understand that there's an urgency of the hour. We're not talking about a good day or a bad day. We're talking about eternity, heaven or hell. And every person we meet at the gas station, in the Walmart line, in the mall, on the ball field, in the school, wherever we are, every person we meet is going to heaven or to hell. 
And we as a body, legacy people, we realize that. And so we pray every day that God use my life today. It's urgent, it's urgent, it's urgent today. Somebody's eternity is based on my decisions today to be sensitive, to care enough that it's not all about my situation today. It's not all about my conflict today. It's not all about what's going on in my world today. It's helped me invest myself in somebody else's world that I can make an eternal difference in somebody's life that they will go home changed and change a family and change a generation to come. That every one of us have that. My old Titan gave it up this week. 12 years with that girl. 312,000 miles. She's taken me all over the nation. But she said, enough's enough. And so I went to get another truck and I prayed that. I prayed every day. I didn't pray before I walked in a dealership. I just prayed. And I go in there and the salesman happens and I'm sharing I'm a pastor of a church you go to a church and I've just moved here six months ago my wife got teenagers what's your church like and started to tell them they're coming today and then I go into the finance guy and we start talking and he starts talking about pastoring and he used to be a pastor of a church and he got deeply hurt many many years ago and he hasn't been in church all of these years. He's been bitter and angry. And I said, man, God had a divine appointment set up today. This isn't even about that truck out there. This is about you, brother. This is about you. I texted him the next day and just said, I'm thinking about you, man. He gave me a cell phone praying for you. And I walked in the day after that to just sign another paper that they forgot. And he walked out of his office and embraced me in the lobby as the connection was made. And we're going to watch God totally restore, not just restore, but renovate that life because I said the gifts of God are inside of you, man. And that's not, it's not you the devil hates. It's that gift, that purpose that's inside of you. He wants to destroy. And God's going to restore that and renovate that. And you're going to see the best is yet to come. God's got purpose, blessing, favor. He's got points in your life that he wants to elevate and bring up. Your best days are ahead of you. And I'm here to tell you today that we as people of legacy, we understand the urgency of the hour. I can have my mind on that truck and totally miss that guy. Or I can say the truck was just the way to get me in that building so that I could get in the life of that guy and make a difference in him that's going to make a difference in his family that's going to make a difference in generations to come. Legacy people see the urgency of the hour. So what do we do? What do we do? Three things. Number one, let's pray. Because nothing happens in the spirit without prayer. Can I say that again? This is my heart. This is my passion. You're not going to see me run around screaming, yelling, and that's okay if you do. That's how you pray. This is the key. It's prayer. Because your prayer life dictates your true relationship with God. You can come to church, raise hands, sing songs. You can know all the script. You can do it all. But your prayer life is the meter that tells God your true relationship with him. And so I want to challenge you today is let this, this coming year, we start kick off in just a few days, our 21 days of prayer and fasting. If you've never participated in that, I challenge you, just do it this one time, and I promise you, it'll change your life forever, and it'll start your year in a way that you've never seen the favor and blessing of God. We meet here from 6 to 7, Monday through Friday, and then from 9 to 10 on Saturday, and we do it for 21 straight days other than Sunday. 
And we pray and we fast, and the fasting's up to you, and we'll talk about that the week before. And we'll offer you different ways to fast, but I challenge you, kick this year off in prayer and watch the favor and the blessing of God begin to take place. Watch God do something that's going to be legacy building in your life that's going to change your view of life, your view of this year, and you're going to change the lives of other people in it. So make this year of your prayer. How many make this year year? You're going to say, God, one of the priorities of my day, every day, is I'm going to spend time with you and pray. Come on, somebody join me in that? My prayer life in 218 is going to be the strongest it's ever been. I've made that commitment. Number two is we give. We give. And this year, I want to challenge you as legacy people. And your generosity, you're a giving church, so we don't have to come up here and harp about this. And if you're a guest here today, we're not a church that pushes for money. We probably take the simplest and quickest offerings of any church around. We take two special offerings every year. Other than that, we just take our regular offering. But I'm not a pastor up here apologizing for teaching our church on giving. But how many found out the scripture works, man? And when you obey the word of God with tithe and offering and with these gifts, the, the word of God declares it and God brings it back to us over and over. So I don't apologize for, I, I apologize for pastors that abuse it, but I don't apologize for teaching it correctly. And I want to challenge you today and let you know that we're a church of givers. And I want to challenge you to pray, 21 days of prayer. But then I want to challenge you in this thing called giving. Let me tell you just quickly what you're giving aloud in 2017, just on the area that matters the most to me. And there's tons of ways that I could come over and tell you. But here's the two things that mean the most to me. Up till today, 199 people have signed their Connect card and said, I gave my heart and life to Jesus today on Sunday morning. Come on, somebody. 157 of those have gone through or going through our growth track so that they find their purpose and they join a team and make a difference in the lives of other people. Your giving has created a family and a house that people can come and feel safe and hear a message of hope in Jesus and find him as their savior and connect with a family that's not judgmental but realizes we're all working out our salvation with fear and trembling and I'm gonna become a part of that family and serve and now leave a legacy by making a difference in the lives of others. Your giving is allowing that to happen happen in hundreds of people's lives. Come on, give yourself a hand for that. And so as we come into the end of this year, we come into this thing of, of this legacy offering, and this is a powerful time, and, and, and I want to challenge, Pastor Brad's going to walk up, and I just want to challenge you as he's going to explain this to you, and, and, and we're going to take a couple minutes, because this is huge, because how many wants to end 217 by making a difference in ministries in our city, and outreaches in our city, and they're not all ministries, but they're out there touching people's lives, how many wants to sow into something that's going to make an eternal difference in somebody, amen, Pastor Brad? So we are uh, very, very excited about our legacy offering. And so uh, real quickly, we want to explain to you what it is and then where it's going. And so uh, with our legacy offering, <clears throat> we are investing in five areas. And these five areas are what we invest in all the time. So I do want to remind you that you're giving every single week a portion of that goes into these legacy lanes. As a matter of fact, this year already today, you have already given over $50,000 into these five legacy lanes year to date. So give yourself a hand for that. Like, $50,000. And so these areas, we're going to go ahead and walk through them very quickly uh, with the legacy offering. So the first one is the Transformation Church and the project. How many of you guys love this building a little bit better than we love Fairfield, right? Like, 
Fairfield was good for a while, but praise God, we are out of three services. All right, so, um, but man, Transformation Church, so part of the legacy offering is going to further the vision. We already have a number of things we're getting ready to do right here at TC uh, with our legacy offering. Uh, And so part of it goes into what we're accomplishing as a church. The next thing uh, that it goes into is the TC Haven uh, and our ministry for families with special needs. And as you guys know, if you've been here long, this is our heart, man. We love our families with special needs, and we're finding out that... uh, we have one of the most significant programs proclaiming the gospel to families with special needs uh, east of Texas and south of Tennessee. Like that, like we are regional, and we're getting phone calls all the time so we can go into other churches and help them. So give yourselves a hand for being part of investing in families that not many churches are investing in. And so, man, we have uh, over six rooms dedicated to families uh, and children with special needs and adults with special needs. So we love, and so part of your legacy offering today. Day, uh, is going to go to uh, the TC Haven, and we're going to be giving that out. So with that, ha- with the Haven, we are connected with Westgate. We're connected with the Miracle League, and so we're going to be giving uh, portions of your offering today to the Westgate School to build a connection in our community and in our city, so that we can go out and touch more families with the gospel. Come on, somebody! Like that's what we're doing. So, and this is a reminder: we're not keeping this offering; we're giving this offering. So people are already asking: like, Is this the first fruits offering? No, this is totally different. And other than the portion that is set aside for the TC, the vision portion, 100% of the rest of this offering is being given out. So we're not keeping any of this. This is all to make a difference through the gospel in our community. Come on, somebody. Like, that's where we're at. So number three is our city. Um, And so we are connecting through many outreaches into our city. Uh, Most of what we do is through Reimagine. But in 2018, we're doing I Love My City Days. So we have six of those scheduled where we're going to be going out and making a huge difference in our city. And we want you to join us uh, with your hands and your feet at those events, but let's give today and make a difference through those events. Um, And so your legacy offering today, part of it's gonna go to our city as far as reaching out. Next one is our nation. And just to give you guys some numbers, this year alone, we have partnered with Art Church Plants and we have given over $7 million. We've been a part of giving over $7 million to planting churches in the United States. $7 million, like that is amazing. Uh, And we've seen over 120 churches launched in the United States this year through ARC, and we've seen over 733, or we've seen 733 churches launched in the United States through the church network that we're a part of. And you, your giving has already helped launch every single one of those churches. How many guys know that we need more life-giving, gospel-breathing churches in America and in our world? And you guys have been a part of making that already, and we're going to a portion of our offering today is going to go to that. Uh, and then lastly, our world. Um, and so we have uh, missionaries in Peru, in Israel, in Laos, in Thailand, Vietnam. We have, we have missionaries all over the world right now. And a portion of your, how many guys would lo- know that the Jacks family, or the Jacks family, we love the Jacks family that is in Laos right now. There are missionaries in Laos. How many of you guys know that it would be really nice to have a $3,000 check hit their mailbox tomorrow because we were able to take it up to today like that I don't know about you guys but I would be really really excited about that if I was overseas because I don't even know what they're eating I can't imagine I don't even want to go there you know what I'm saying like anyway so uh, so part of the legacy offering so those are the five lanes right the TC projects uh, TC Haven our city our nation and our world and so our ushers are going to get ready here's what we ask that you do 
is we ask that you pray. Man, what is God telling you to give in this legacy offering? So we're going to take up this offering. This is not our tithes in our offering. This is a special offering where we are going to give, and 100% of it is going to go to these five lanes, all right? So I want you to go ahead, and maybe you, you didn't know about this. This is coming. If you want to give today, please do so. You can give electronically by going to mytc.life on your smartphone. Uh, so the usher is going to come forward. We're going to pass the buckets around and take up this offering. And so, man, how many guys know that we can make a difference by giving and we can impact a legacy by giving? Where are we at? Come on, somebody. Like, turn to your neighbor and say, it's time to make a difference. Oh, that we can, I believe we can do better than that. Come on, nine o'clock crowd. Turn to your neighbor and say, we can make a difference. All right. So listen, we're going to pray over this legacy offering and, and myself, my family, God put this on our heart. Um, when I told my wife what we were giving the legacy offering, she gave me that look like, that's very funny. Don't do that to me. And I said, no, babe, we are going to sow this because next year we are believing that God is going to give back to us uh, in a measure that we can't contain. And so we are giving today. Uh, in the legacy offering. And so let's just pray. Father, we pray right now, God, over all five lanes that we're giving to today with our legacy offering. God, that you have called us, God, to leave a legacy, not just ministering to others, God, but that is certainly what we do. But also, God, above and beyond that, Lord, we're going to give today expecting, God, you to do everything that you have promised through uh, our nation, our world, our city, the haven, and through our church, God. And so as we give today in this legacy offering, God, I pray that you make it an impact in the hearts around the world, around the country, and around our city, God. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So they're going to pass the buckets real quick for the legacy offering. We want to remind you that if you didn't know it was coming or maybe you missed the memo or whatever the case may be, you can go to transformationchurch.com, click give online and through secure give, you will see a little tab that says, uh, that, that offers the legacy offering. So make sure you give through legacy offering online. You can go online and do it electronically. Man, we would love for you to partner with us as we see the gospel make an impact in the world around us. All right, guys, thank you very, very much. Pastor Dan. Amen. I'm excited about sowing into something. What you're doing right now is what Dana Harris did with this young man right over here, Anthony. She sowed, there she is. I didn't know you were here and she's gonna kill me for doing that, but it's okay. But her 3,000 investment is not changing one life. He's running a youth group and one day he's gonna pastor a church and it's her legacy that he's building for her through her gift. And so you're doing that right now through your giving. Number three on your notes, get them out. We're gonna wrap it up. How do, how do you build a legacy life? Number one is pray. Number one is give. Give of your talents, give of your funds, give of your service, give of your time. Number three is go. Go. Everybody look at me. That word go freaks us out. It doesn't take that long to write two letters. That's why I say, look at me. Go freaks us out because we think, oh man, he's telling me go to Africa. No, I'm telling you to go across the street to your neighbor who's hurting. I'm telling you to go across the hallway to another cubicle on your job to somebody that's broken and crying. I'm telling you to go and go through grow track and find out what your purpose and your passions are and get on a team and let's go make a difference in the life of someone else. I'm asking you to maybe go on a mission trip. I'd love to see everybody in this church go to Peru or Vietnam or Laos or Africa. The doors we have the available, we'll be announcing those this year. We're hoping to take several, several teams on mission trips this year. 
God wants you to go. He said, the harvest is ripe. Pray therefore for laborers. The harvest has never been the issue. He said, you'll have the poor amongst you always. Harvest is ripe, but the labors are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest will send forth labors. And if there's one thing as a pastor I can ask you to ask God to just challenge your heart this year, just make me more sensitive, more aware, more compassionate, and more intentional about sharing my faith with the unchurched and the unsaved, that I can make a difference. I don't have to go around the world to do that. I just need to open my eyes, be willing to take a few steps in the right, left, forward, or back because there's somebody around me every day that needs this hope that I've already found in Jesus. Pray, give, and go, and you'll leave a legacy that will go beyond you for generations to come through the power and the presence of God's Spirit that you've left and invested behind. Amen? You receive God's Word today? Father, we love you. We thank you. I thank you, God, for this body. I thank you for a church that is easy to preach this message to today because they're already legacy people, God. We're just enhancing it. We want to get better, all of us. I, we just want to get better, Lord. We want to be more effective. We want to make more impact. Because we've learned, Father, through these years that the more I give of myself, of my time, of my resources, of my gifts, the more you bring back to me. Because it's your word, it's your pattern of sowing and reaping. And so, Father, I pray over this house today that as we end 217 and we're caught up in all the holidays and everything that's going on is good, Father. But I pray, God, you just get our hearts and minds redirected, God. And I just pray, Father, you take us into a new year with a clear pattern of thinking and a clear focus and a clear vision and clear purpose. I thank you for it today. And if you're here right now and you say, Pastor Dan, I'm here today, but I'm not, I'm not where I need to be with God. I know today I need to make a choice. I need to make a decision. I need Jesus in my life. I want you to pray for me if, today. If that's you, would you just lift a hand right where you sit? I'm not going to point you out. I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want to pray a prayer with you and over you today. If you're here today. You say, I need Jesus in my life. I need him today. Pray for me. Maybe online. You you need him today. He loves you today. He loves you. Will you pray this prayer with me as we pray together? Say, dear Jesus, I come to you now. You said in your word, if I would just come to you, confess with my mouth that you are Lord. Believe in my heart you raised from the dead. I can be saved. I come to you now. I believe and I receive you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, you join me and let's celebrate.